Grand Rising, everybody. Thank you for tuning in once again to the recast. It is an honor to have you here. And today is the first episode with a guest on the recast. And so it is my honor to welcome my friend and wisdom keeper, Jason Michael Powers, who you'll be hearing from in a moment. Uh, in this discussion, we talk about several things. We, you know, we met in January, on New Year's Eve, 2020. And so we talk about some of the time period then, from then till now, the transitions that we've experienced. Uh, we talk about the powerful 1111 time synchronicity phenomenon and how we both experienced that and what it means to us. We end up getting into a, just a little bit about 2024 and the elections upcoming, right? Uh, in particular, the, the Robert F. Kennedy Jr. campaign and what we see there. And if you stick with us till the end, you're going to get to hear from Jason's uh, beautiful wife, he uh, Heather Grace Powers, who just sings an absolutely beautiful song called Remember, which is remember who we are. And that's our topic for today. Um, so we'll get into that in the show. Just wanted to introduce Jason and let you guys know what you're getting in for. So Jason Michael Powers, a.k.a. DJ One Love, thanks for being on the show. I hope you guys enjoy the conversation. I just need to say that we, my intention for this, what feels necessary to me is to engage co-creators like yourself and to reach out to the most inspiring people I can connect with and, and really start to recast our reality. Um, mm. and, the, and really the aim is, is for abundance for all living beings in a way. And uh, we're aiming for a 28x improvement. I don't know. So I know that's kind of a mouthful, but that's kind of what brings us here. We're recasting reality. You, I consider, you know, you you helped guide me into uh, the the four masculine archetypes, right? We got king, warrior, magician, lover. I consider you powerful magician, among other things. But you've got all aspects in there, and certainly uh, you're no stranger to. Um, lover you know being in a divine relationship with your beloved heather who we'll be hearing from in a little bit uh her beautiful song so yeah all that being said you know i asked you what what's near and dear to you um you know and you kind of knew what i was up to with the recast and i hadn't even told you really exactly what it was but there's a lot of words that start with re <laughs> a lot of a lot of great words that start with re so uh you know for me it's it's been rethinking everything for a while, but so that's kind of the container because there's a lot of a lot of re's. And the one that so when I asked you, the one that felt closest to you was remembering. So just kind of wanted to presence that today and ask you, when did you start to remember who you were? Or as a lot of people sort of say, you know, when did you wake up from the matrix? Um, they're somewhat tangled, but they're not exactly the same. But do you want to yeah. just kind of give us a, an intro to to your story? Yeah, what it what ignited you to start uh, rethinking your reality and uh, learning who you are? Right on. Um, I'm DJ One Love in the in the world that I I work in. I've been a DJ MC for private events for thirty years. And the law of one, the law of love, are two of the most important laws, Mister Lawler, in my. Uh, awareness and life you know i think it all comes to those one love 
and uh, love is the most powerful force, but one, 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 one is, uh, is an important thing. So it doesn't surprise me that I'm here in this space with you. Um, and it's an honor. You know, I, I'm grateful for the ways we've journeyed together in the last crazy three years since this pandemic happened and and journey together to say look no we're gonna we're gonna rebel against something <laughs> we're gonna say no we're gonna come together as a community and we were we were on fox news channel 11 uh as super spreaders because we were coming together to pray in the new year and we were coming together to sing into the new year and and that's where I, I got a chance to see you from across the way, having your little boy up on your shoulders. And I said, God said, look at that man over there. There was something that, that shined in my awareness that I said, I just took notice of you. But that's just to say, it's an honor to be here. Um, you know, this the, these conversations are what we do all the time. And to have this publicly and to have a, a conversation uh, a prayer forization, as, as Matthew said, we prayed before the beginning. And I love that, you know, that two men came together to invoke the spirit of God to be with us. This isn't about us. This is about something beyond us that we're, we're saying, look, we want to be the mouthpiece of freedom. We want to be the mouthpiece of renovation. We want to be the mouthpiece of, of inspiration. So my prayer and our collective prayer is that whatever we say, we pray that it touches something deep inside of you that you know is true. Um, and that's kind of like back when my awakening began uh, was after the Twin Towers went down in 2001. 9-11, right? The day of your birth. <laughs> you know, that something happened inside of me that I can look back and, you know, it was a very, you know, we all have our story. We can remember when, where we were, if you were alive at that time, what happened. And it rocked our world. It rocked our soul. It rocked our spirit. And at that time, I had left the traditional Christian pathway in 1997 and wasn't praying, wasn't meditating. I didn't know anything about meditation at the time. I just, I left that traditional theological binding of, of God for me. And I had to walk away from anything, all spirit, all God, anything, but I missed prayer. I missed connection. And so it was around after that time, I started noticing <clears throat> something because most of us, when nine 11 happened, it was interesting. It was like nine 11. That's weird. That's the number you call for emergency. That's like nine mm. 11. There's something urgent. There's something, there's an emergency on planet earth. Precisely. The warning signs, the fire bells are going on. The firemen are coming. 9-11, like call 911. We need something now. We need something. God needs to come now. And I could feel that. Um, and so I started noticing numbers. I started noticing things. You know, it was the first time I ever noticed. And so 9-11 was my first number that I started noticing everywhere. And then I started noticing 11-11. I started noticing it. Not just on clocks, but on addresses, on, on some, you know, on various things, and so much so that I'd asked a, a girl I was dating at the time. Shortly after that, I think it was probably two thousand two or something. I started going, "Why am I seeing eleven eleven everywhere?" And she didn't tell me. She just said, "Look it up. Just look it up. Just put eleven colon eleven and see what happens." Mm -hmm. And 
I can tell you, my, Matthew, at that time, I had started meditating uh, just as I was starting to see the numbers. And I'll never forget the first time I meditated. It was in my room. I had some Nag Champa lit, and I was listening to this Wayne Dyer track. Mm. It's a really good track for those out there. It's called Manifestation Through Medi Meditation. And it was Dr. Wayne Dyer doing this 20-minute morning meditation and 20-minute evening meditation. And it was 20 minutes of ah, uh, And he would do these affirmations. And then 29, 20 minutes at night, oh, and he would say these affirmations, my life is nothing more than the trail I've left behind. What drives my life today is the energy I generate in each of my present moments. Oh, and the first time I did that, Matthew, I wept. I'm like, mm. God, you're here. You're in my my bedroom, you're with me here. I'm not in a church. I'm not in any other place. I'm not with a bunch of people. I'm not with a spiritual leader telling me all the things I need to know and hear and giving me his theory of the Bible. I'm here with the presence of God in my room. And that began this awakening journey that began this like this love of meditation. Meditation is what opened my heart. And I found I could meditate anywhere. I could meditate in a, you know, in a park. I could meditate just walking. I could, and so it began this journey. And that eleven eleven journey is what really began this journey of of remembrance of like, oh, this is why you're here. This is why you're here. You're here. Eleven eleven truly was an awakening to remember that I am. That term, I, I heard the term for the first time, light worker. What is that? You know, I'm a, I'm a star seed. I'm, I'm this being that I've always felt like when I went to church, Matthew, I'm sure maybe for you the same, but I didn't grow up going to church. I just wanted to be like Jesus. That's all I knew. I know that this man, Jesus Christ, was a hero and he healed the sick. He helped. He loved animals. He loved children. He loved life. He loved God. And that's what I knew of him. That was his perception of me. So I just wanted to be just like him without all the, mm -hmm. the trappings of religion. And so there's a lot in there, but that's kind of what my, what kind of inspired me to, to remember, to remember that I'm not my family. I'm not my mistakes. I'm not my beliefs. I'm something else. There's something else that I'm, I'm a member of, <laughs> I'm a member of the kingdom of God. I'm a member of something that is reconnecting. So I'm remembering that. And, and when I do that, when I meditate, when I pray, when I connect to spirit, I remember, mm. you know, now when you talk about remembering, do you, I just want to see if we're kind of on the same page here. You know, I think I already mentioned the matrix. It's the most common kind of metaphor for this, the reality that we've been living in, right? The, thanks to the movie came out in, uh, came out in 99, right? Two years. 1999. Before. Yep. Yeah. And of course, Neo's uh, driver's license did in fact have a 9-11, 2001. Um, so a little predictive programming there, but, um, <clears throat> do you associate remembering who you are with sort of like that's sort of like the opposite of being in the matrix, right? Does that kind of make sense? If it's like the matrix is the 
distraction. Look at this, look at this, you know, just constantly everything about the way it was designed is to displace, disconnect us from our power, disconnect us from remembering who we are, you know, as divine beings. Right. So mm -hmm. I think for me, and tell me if this is similar for you, like, especially, you know, I, cause I woke up within, within a few years of nine 11 as well. That was the a trigger event that just required further exploration and was a huge wormhole. Right. Mm -hmm. So especially it being my birthday, right. I was like powerfully connected to under, to kind of understanding what has, what occurred on that day. And, um, by the way, it's nine 11, 1984, correct. <laughs> Isn't that your birthday? It is. Yeah, I just yeah, for those out there that understand 1984, it's a very significant marking. So, I uh, it sure is. You know, I've connected with some other 1984s recently too. Another guy who has an account on Twitter who I'll probably end up having on this podcast. So, uh, it's not just me kind of feeling the. Obviously, Orwell wrote the book 1984. Kind of stapled the um, the the that year with the idea of a uh, dystopia, right? And um, so, yeah, uh, that being my birthday and all, I've, I've sort of interpreted it as uh, I, I'm here to help uh, disarm, dissolve the matrix and uh, to help recast reality. It's just one of one of my roles here and I'm honored to uh, to receive that. So we'll see we'll see what shape that takes. But it's you know, you and I are doing it. It's a co-creative process. Lots of other people are doing it and um, we have to do it. <laughs> we have to be the change that we want to see in the world. And um, so one step at a time, but mm -hmm. all right. So there's more 1111 to talk about. Why don't, why don't you show everybody what, what you got on your, uh, <laughs> what your I got. Thumbs. All right. Yeah. So I saw this picture. So let me back it up. Back when Facebook first came around, I, uh, I would, I told, uh, I, I got invited. Um, yeah, there's so much in here. I got invited to give my story of my awakening story with 1111. And I ended up becoming an admin on the Facebook group called the 1111 Awakening Code. Uh, you can look that up. My dear friend, Georgina Beeman in the UK is the creator of that. And she invited me at that time to, you know, she was inspired by my story and she's like, you, you know, it wasn't just make a wish. It was like, I had a really profound shift because of that code. And it is an awakening code. It's more than just make a wish. It is, I believe it's our higher aspect. It is a prompting to go, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up, wake up to what? What are we waking up to? We're waking up to reality. We're waking up to the real world where Morpheus tells me, you know, Neo, welcome to the real world you know that there is a, a there's an overlay that's happened there's a malaise there's a dis-ease in our system there's a disturbance in the force that we're we're waking up to and going oh we're coming online and so i got asked to be on that and I, in that 1111 awakening page group I, I would see this meme and it was this man's hands clasped together you know downwards and I would send this picture all the time, but a few, quite a few years ago, I ended up getting tattooed. So it's sitting there. There it is. 11, which, 11. Which so, this is, this is the gateway. This is the gateway that opens up, right? 
And this is, it's downwards for a reason. Like this is the feminine. We need to wake up to the mother, a goddess. We need to wake up to the mother energy in concert, in union, not to disregard, you know, this Barbie movie that's going on right now. That's like blasting the patriarchy, blasting men. We've, I will not see that movie just for the record. <laughs> we'll not see that movie, but we're waking up. This is, this is, there's more than just having it on my thumbs. It's really when we wake up to the temple gates and we wake up to awakening that the rose in our own heart, you know, the, the true way of Christ is, is very aligned with the rose. And when you, when you walk the way of the rose path, you know, it's the true Knights Templar, the true Holy Grail is, you know, those that protect the feminine within and without. Um, that protect the earth, that protect the feminine, that protect the children. That's the chivalric code. So all that to be said, I said, I will get these numbers tattooed. And the only, I only have two tattoos. I have these and I have 007 tattooed on my, on my arm because I spent a season of my life being a secret agent, man, Mr. James Bond for private events. And, uh, that was a fun gig. I but, can see that. Yeah. Now it's Sean Connery. Back then it was, it was Pierce Brosnan, but. Got a little, I let the grays come out. So, but yeah, that's, uh, that's tattooed on the thumbs there. So, yeah. And one other thing, so we'll have to tell people that I didn't know you had, I didn't know, or had forgotten that you had those on your thumbs, something to that effect. You went, you and your wife, Heather ended up choosing to support, uh, me and Martin Geds when we were, uh, launching our 1111 NFT, uh, project. Right. So quick bit of background there, you know, Martin Geds is, He's been he's been called the Alan Turing of uh, of our time uh, before, uh, which I think is interesting. So he's a he's a writer, profound writer uh, in the UK. And um, just quick note, I had reached out to him, you know, back in 2019 or 2020 to do do a book cover for him. And uh, that book ended up being censored. It's called Open Your Mind to Change, a guidebook to the Great Awakening. And so he was censored everywhere, you know, all the <laughs> everywhere. One of the most censored people. Right. So. That cut off his source of revenue, source of revenue for me as well, to earn from that book with him. And um, so we we were going to resist. <laughs> we were like, okay, we can't just take it lying down. Let's make uncensorable NFTs, right? And so we sought to make censorship history. We're just, like a lot of people, we're just so like, ah, like the tyranny, the censorship, like it was just so unacceptable. And I think a lot of people are coming into this understanding now. Since then, a lot of things have changed. Martin just recently got back on Twitter, you know, with with Elon at the helm now. Um, that's just been in the last few weeks after years of censorship. Point is, you, you chose to buy number one. Uh, I want to say, you know, it was the equivalent of like six or $700 at the time uh, on the, the price doubling strategy that, that we had. So forever grateful for you to, for just having that, belief in what I was doing with Martin. And, um, you know, we ended up selling four of those NFTs on this kind of never, never done before goal. And, uh, I'll be talking with, uh, some of the other folks who supported as well on this, uh, on this cast and we'll have to get Martin on and uh, a couple other, couple other friends of, of him. But so thank you for that. And, uh, you know, just to connect on the 1111, I was, in the creation process, I was also seeing tons of 1111s. Like, in fact, you know, Martin, even there was just so many profound 
11 11s on the clock when when martin would call me or something and it was just like whoa and we even changed the uh originally it was going to be nine pieces um based on his chapters and then he's and uh, or no how many books he had left and then he called later on he was like no actually we'll do 11 so we literally went from nine to 11 at 11 11 it was like you know insane synchronicity it was like wow i guess i'm doing the right thing for right now and uh, I know you know what that's like, and I know yeah. a lot of other people do too, because there's books about it. So if anyone wants to look yeah. the- <laughs> Yeah, I mean, just without going into, I, I actually received, um, there is books. I've got a few, quite a few of them on my bookshelf. You know, there's, it's, it's more than just, you know, seeing a time prompt. It's happened before. Um, you know, the end of 2012 happened on the atomic clock at 1111. Um, that's a whole story. My friend of mine, uh, who, um, who was a fellow admin, uh, on the eleven eleven awakening page on Facebook, he started a, a radio show called Awakening Code Radio. By the way, look that up on podcast. Michelle Anderson, Eric Stephen Rankin, host of Awakening Code Radio, uh, great, great podcast, great radio show. But he wrote a book called The Aquarians, and it was the most, mm. you know, downloaded bought book before twenty twelve. But it was it was interesting. It was about eleven eleven was happening and the great shift to twenty twelve to twenty thirteen. And, um, but I, I had actually found a book that was gifted to me on November 11th, the 1111 book by Solara, who, uh, has now since become a dear friend. She lives in Peru and, um, there's more to it. You know, if you're seeing the number, you know, I think many people are aware of it at this point, but, um, it is a red pill. I will just tell you that it is a red pill that takes you down the rabbit hole and it can get a little sticky and it can get weird and, and uncomfortable because it's disorienting, you know, just like Neil, when he woke up from the matrix, it's disorienting. You might throw up, you might feel like what the heck, you know, your relationships are going to change. Your job may change. You will be turned inside out, you know, but you want to be turned inside out. You want to be unplugged. You know, you want to be unplugged. You want to be God sovereign free outside, you know, like I say, and I appreciate you mentioned a magician because I am a magician. I'm not an illusionist. I am a magician. And that is my strongest type. And that's because I'm a metaphysician that understands the laws of the universe. And once you understand how this thing works and meaning how, what works, there's nothing outside of you. There's no power outside of you that you, unless you give it power, you are the God sovereign creator. And we're taking our power back. We're remembering that we are God. We are sovereign and free. We're not the God. I'm a child of God. I'm a son of God. You are a son of God. We are the emanation of the all that is. But we've been given innate, inherent powers, abilities to navigate through this holographic field when we follow the way, the way. How do we, you know, when I saw the cross, You know, when I saw the cross in a different way, the cross is the crux, you know, through that X, Y axis, through the center of that is the way out of the matrix. You got to go to the cross. You got to go to it. You got to stand at the foot of the cross on some level and go, that's the way out. The way that Jesus, Yeshua, you know, embodied that, you know, it's a deep concept. It's a deep metaphysical concept, but it's, it's, um, yeah, <laughs> it, the eleven eleven is an invitation for you to wake up because people go, what does that mean? What does that mean? What is that? Why do you have that? 
And it's like a 30 second pitch now, you know, I've, I've summarized it. What does it mean? It means to wake up that I am the presence of love that I am, that God is real and God is within me and that it, the meaning of life is to love and be loved. So it's to wake up and remember that I am love itself. I am the manifestation of love and I am the manifestation of this creational power. And when I forget that, <laughs> all kinds of trouble start happening. When I forget that I am that I am, I am that I am, you are that I am. When I remember that I am that I am in all its shades and colors, mm. you know, in all of its shades and colors. And we're at a time now we're dividing and conquering. We're being divided and being conquered by our splitting and our polarity and our dual, our dual nature, you know, but it's, it's to remember but I'll, I, and if I can share this piece, because this is what Spirit's given to me right now, what it's become to me now. So 1111, right? So within you, Matthew, is the polarities of the masculine feminine poles. You're not just male energy. You're, you're, you have a feminine, not a, this isn't gender. We're not talking gender. We're talking about energetics. You know, that intuitive, that soft, that caring, that nurturing, that that softer side of you that we men are learning to go, let me tap into that. And so as a man, and not to negate the masculine, not to negate that power, that decider, that form builder, that provider, that protector, when that comes in harmony within you and I, and then let's say we're in relationship with another who, let's say for our instances, our feminine, our, our woman in our life, She's soft, she's supple, she's caring, she's nurturing, but she also has what we call her king online. You know, she's a creator, she's a director, she's a decider, she's a protector. And when those two, when you get those two coming together in their balancing of their polarities, they become a stargate. They become an opening, a portal of heaven's love. Of, of they become, you don't have to do much, say much. It's not about our cleverness. So Heather and I, this is our work in the world is the powers of love is to bring that energy to come in and balance that within herself. It doesn't mean perfect. It's going to be, it's going to vacillate, right? It's going to, it's not, life isn't static. It's moving. It's a plasmic wave. And so when we're navigating and doing our best to balance those energies within each one of us in relationship, in partnership, we are a portal of God's love. We are that gateway, the stargate in a sense of where the gateway to awakening to remember who and what we are. And that's what the 1111 has come to mean to me now. It's a coding of awakening to the power of relationship, the relationship with God, the relationship with self and the relationship with others. Wow. Well, thank Hi. you. That's incredible. You're welcome. <laughs> um, so hopefully that explains at least, yeah, from your perspective, what that is. And I, I love that. And um, yeah, later, you know, future episodes will, I'll be asking Martin why he chose to call the project 1111. And, I, you know, he'll have his reasons for that. But uh, so, uh, you know, I understand that it means, it can mean different things to different people, right? But uh, the way I interpreted it too on my journey was kind of just simply keep going. You know, when I'd see it, oh, it's like a little breadcrumb to keep going. Uh, on that on that awakening journey right kind of so that does really tie into what you you've been saying yeah it's the so. it's the it's the it's your presence it's the presence of something you know is going stay on target stay online 
you know, and you'll find it. It's a mystical, magical tour. You're like I ended up going to China, Matthew, and doing music with Heather and never knowing that I would ever go to China and sing in Mandarin. I never saw that happening in my life, but because of 11-11, it happened. And it's because the woman who wrote a book, she said to her story on 11-11-1999, she was visited by Kuan Yin in her awareness that I was to go to the States. She was to go to the States and teach the wisdom from the Himalayas, the Tibetan, one of the ancient ways of Tibetan Buddhism. And somehow our lives crossed. You know, I was Mr. 11-11. I was co-producer on Awakening Code Radio, brought her on the show, and we find ourselves next months, years later, year after year until 2017, we are going back and forth to China. But it was all because of 11-11. I've met so many people. I've had so many magical experiences because of that. A lot of people nowadays, they go and they see it, they go, you know, I was thinking of you when I saw 11-11, Jason. <laughs> I'm like, great. Thank you. But remember yeah, something more. Well, it's worth mentioning, you know, this is this is the um, the last time we did anything like this. The only other time really was on 11-11. Uh, uh, was it 2021? I believe. Was it 21? <laughs> yeah. These last three live, years are a blur, live. right? Yeah, it has been a blur. We did a live broadcast on, you know, 11-11 at 11-11 a.m. We did the whole, the whole deal. Um, and so I think what I want to do now is just sort of yeah, we'll just walk kind of quickly through the timeline. Uh, when we from when we met was uh, New Year's Eve, twenty the end of twenty twenty, right? So we'd just been through like a year of uh, <laughs> a year of just like oh my god, that's the best way. So, it was a year of <laughs> what's uh, going on. <laughs> I was kind of I honestly just oh it was I was blessed in terms of where I was able to live in connection with nature and stuff, but wandering into society for that year was just brutal for me. Um, hence we ended up starting a community together to just to connect with people, um, with our full face boldly with our full faces on. Um, so that was great, but we, so that's when we met end of 2020. I'm just going to jump kind of through the blur <laughs> You know, as we, we've been on a journey from, I would say resistance, right? Just like, oh, we got to fight the mandates or whatever. Freedom, stand up for our freedoms. There, there was definitely this knee jerk reaction to, to resist and fight. And so we've all, you know, those of, a lot of us have been in that energy and we've had to work through that. And so here we are today in, a, I think, a very different place. And that's why this podcast is happening now. Uh, my own energy has changed, right? It's, the state of resistance is uh, is not open to receiving, really, right? You kind of right. close yourself off from receiving when you're in resistance. So um, that's one thing I've learned. I got a friend of mine gifted me this art book recently, Open Your Mind to Receive. So mm. working on working my way through this. Mm -hmm. And so that was kind of the where I started my first uh, solo episode of this podcast, just a little bit about receiving. And um, suffice to say, so now I wanted to touch on March 22 earlier this year. Um, we were able to spend some time together in the flesh on that yeah. day. Yeah. And um, that was quite a blessing to me. Um, you know, and a little context, you had you had recently shared to me this channel from uh, this guy, Jeffrey Hopi on YouTube. We can link to him. Uh, but he uh, 
in the day the day after we were together on March 22 we were we, well, let me just go through what what had happened there and then what I learned about that day it was right in the midst too of the um of this very intense astrological week right we had solstice we had uh I believe it was Pluto entering Aquarius yeah if I'm mistaken yeah wow well, good memory and in between those days it was March 22 that's what I recall yeah. so the March 22 was in the middle and I, I saw a video from Jeffrey that day, who, the Crimson Circle channel. He uh, he was saying that this was Heaven's Gate. They did their Heaven's Gate presentation. It's about an hour on... and Heaven's just, Cross. Heaven's Cross. Yes, thank you. Yeah, Heaven's Gate is David so Heaven's Cross. He, and just to clarify, he does not... you know, And this is Jeffrey channeling Adamus St. Germain, uh, for the record... And he was saying it's not an astrological event on that March 22, 2023, but it was a consciousness event. A threshold of consciousness had been reached. Yeah. And he, in his words, it's literally kind of the start of the apocalypse, the, the most apocalypse begin <laughs> on button uh, in a way, as if we hadn't kind of been in it already. And and that and when I say apocalypse is uh, in a good way, right, as a. And then the dropping of the veil and this renewal. So, so yeah. we're in this renewal process and, you know, what it means to me and, and to, you know, some other people is it's, there's more, there's new energy available to us, you know, from the divine, from source to step into our higher power and to recast, recast our reality. So there, you know, it's a new energy that I, you know, for me, the synchronization was powerful enough. Let me get into our our uh, experience that day. We were at your place, and um, I, you know, in a nutshell, I remember I had asked you something that was, you know, close to my heart and creative muse. You know, I asked you and you know your son and Taylor, do we need a new mythology? Mm -hmm. you know, there's, and that's that was the discussion. I said, do we need a new mythology? And just for context, when I when I said mythology, what I meant was, you know, we have, of course, you got your religions. And the mythology is really anything, a story that that people kind of create their identity through, right? The stories that have meaning to us. And these days, you know, back in the day, if you were just in a tribe, in a village, you would have had your, uh, just the one kind of village mythology or, you know, the story that gets passed down verbally. And that's changed a lot to where now we got Marvel movies, Star Wars just everything it's like it's like mythology mayhem even right and then you got your religions that to, to me from my taste just aren't working anymore uh in this malaise of mayhem of mixed mythologies and so my genuine question is do we need a new mythology and um you had some powerful words for me in that moment <laughs> do you remember what you said you know if i recall I remember thinking into it and feeling into that it. It was a, such a great question. It was really coming up in so many different synchronistic ways in my own awareness. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm a big Star Wars fan sitting on my computer is actually my hero is Yoda sitting right here. He's my, he's my spiritual teacher. <laughs> um, one of them, but I, um, you know, it was, it was the begging the question. I remember just going, just feel into, you know, here in this present moment, you know, what wants to be birth, what wants to, you know, instead of trying to be clever, you know, and use your mental mind, 
really sink into the present moment. You know, the, the Eckhart Tolle says the power of now, right? Here in this now, the eternal now, where everything is always here full, can we fully receive hmm. inspiration and creativity? Because I, and I said, you know, love had brought you forth. Love, you know, my love for you is my brother said, come over, let me cook you a meal. Be around Taylor and my son. And there's these these men that are just here in this field of, of, of yes. It's a yes. We don't have an agenda. We just want to break bread together. We want to encourage one another, encourage, to give courage, to give inspiration. And from that place of pure receptivity, and that's where you went. You went to a full receive. You closed your eyes. You heard what was being spoken. And you knew it was good. You knew it was love. And your whole system just relaxed, relaxed. And so that, that resistance was relaxed in trust. Mm -hmm. And so it was, it was inspired by that moment of going, let's just rest into this present moment. And that's where inspiration, and when we take the next lit moment, sometimes we want to figure it out, especially as men, we want to figure it all out. We want to have the plan. We want to have the execution and, and, you know, the old saying, God plans or men, man, man plans, God laughs because something else wants to be created and we got to stay supple and available to receive the inspiration for every waking now moment. And mm. I think it was in that moment, but I, you don't have to share with you, Matthew. I didn't share this with you yet offline, but, um, I was driving a couple of days ago and I don't know if you can see it, but there was a cross under the sign. I don't know if it shows up here. I can't see you very well. <laughs> it's a cross. Okay. It's a cross. There was a cross in the, in the heavens. <laughs> it was a cross in the sky, just sitting there in, in a form of clouds of some sort. And I got a video of it and I just remembered, oh, wow, the heaven's cross just showed up oh. in, uh, in light of what we're talking about here. You know, what Jeffrey Rush was talking about, and I think that's what, you know, just to echo and piggyback what you said, like the apocalypse, like we are, we're seeing it now. Like Hunter Biden can't hide. <laughs> There's no more hiding. There's no more hiding what Joe Biden has done. There's, you know, you can sit there and, and put it over, but something's happening. The great revealing the great unveiling, the shadows are not able to hide. Here we got the sound of freedom. Like it's being shown in our face, like the shadowy sides of all of us, you know, each of us and more, more importantly, each one of us, we don't want to sit there and point at all the shadows of others. We want to go down to our own self and go, what can't stay hidden inside me? Because mm. the apocalypse, the revelation is here and it's uncomfortable and it's going to be uncomfortable for a little bit. Um, as we see the atrocities that's been hiding and we can smell it, you know, it stinks. There's a stink. There's a stank in the air that doesn't smell good. It doesn't look good. It doesn't sound good. It doesn't feel good. And now we've got to call it. And so, you know, the collective consciousness, the last three years since 2020, <clears throat> uh, there's been a grand awakening of people going, wait, 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 something's wrong. Something's off. And I think the collective hit a place, a point, a tipping point where it just, you know, we've been saying so far, the veil is thin, the veil is thin. Well, there is no more veil anymore. Yeah. You know, 
depending on what you choose to see, if you choose to look away, everyone, you can choose to look away from the other stuff. And, and I have to say this, and this is where you and I, we would have these conversations since we finally, you know, because it was, we were like, wait a second, this is becoming 1984. This is becoming the thing that we fear. Like we, there wasn't a safe place to go. I mean, you know, I almost left this planet. I was overwhelmed with the dystopian world and there wasn't a place on the planet that you feel like could be safe. And that was a fear that I had as a child growing up in the nuclear, you know, craziness of, you know, uh, Russia and we're going to, we're going to destroy the world with nuclear. And we still are, we're still on a tipping point. We could go that direction. You know, I don't think it's going to happen, but it's sitting there, you know, some crazies, but I remember thinking there's no safe place to go. And so, I remember I was coming from a place in my posting and all the things I was like, please wake up, wake up. Something else is happening here. No, 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 no. You know, seeing a ball rolling down the hill going, oh my God, it's happening. I, and I tried. Okay. Yeah, it was very challenging. That's what we came together to go, look, we just got to know our tribe. We got to come together. You know, when, when Heather and I and you and Brooke and Corinne, and Michelle and Josh, and we came together that first time. And we just, we want, we came together because we're like, we just want to know who our tribe is when the stuff goes down. Where's our food? Where's our water? Where's your tribe? Just know who your people are because you can't do it alone. And so, but we prayed together that first time. I'll never forget that. And we sat and we prayed. And I remember after we prayed, it was such a potent time of prayer. And you really, you left after we were done, you're like, I think we just started something here. I think we got a little church going on here. And we started what was called soul community at the time and SOL. And, um, but it wasn't to resist. It wasn't to fight. It wasn't to go get armed up. It was to, to really come into, to what we've come to term. And this goes back to the 1111 sacred activism. There's social activism. We can get out there and be social activists. But there's something even more powerful in this time as we remember who we are. And sacred activism is going into connection with the Spirit of God. Like we have to connect to the Spirit of God. We have to, God will fight our battles. We can, God will let us fight our battles, but we'll only get so far. But with the power and the presence of God, like David did with Goliath, like we can do with small moves like this, like a podcast can be your three stones that you throw at the Goliath, you know, with just your passion going, no, I know who I am. I know whose I am. And I am not going to allow anyone, anything, any entity to tell me otherwise, you know, and there's an attack on God. There's an attack on family. There's attack on, on the pure and right and true. And we're in the upside down world a lot of times. So you know, that resistance to it, though, that resistance isn't going to help. What you resist persists, as they say, right? What you keep giving that no, no, no. And the universal forces don't know no or yes. They just know energy. Hmm. It just knows energy. It doesn't know what's good or bad. It's just what's give, what's energetic, what's got a charge. And that no, that resistance is a charge, is a big charge. Fear is a big charge. So we want to invert that in ourselves and go, what am I saying yes to? What am I saying yes to? What am I saying yes to? What am I receiving? What am I saying yes to? I'm saying yes to my God sovereign freedom. And 
that is when we say yes, 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 yes. Miracles of magic happen and yeah. we shift our energy. So I love, I love, I love at 111 into our podcast. I can see that we've, mm. we've, uh, oh, 111 yeah. in that we are, 22. <laughs> we are in a place to, you know, say yes, you know, what is it we're saying yes to in, and see what happens. Hmm. Well, thank you for that. I think that's so, what happened. Just to go, to... That, that's what happened on 322 is you said yes to that moment. You said yes to, to something greater. And it was an honor to share that moment with you here in this home. Well, yeah, thank you. And just, uh, yeah, so people know what my experience was there. You know, you had said something about just kind of created space in me honoring the question, you know, and, and so whatever it was you said, the magic sauce, it just, for me, like a weight dropped off my heart. As you said, I closed my eyes and it was just kind of an expansion and a body relaxation and there was just space, you know, and I, I just had this feeling of, um, didn't need to chase my tail anymore sort of thing. Like just kind of, yeah, I think I'd been chasing, 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 and it was just a letting go and just, I think, yeah, we're connected to trusting, right? Trusting in the divine plan. It was a big part. Yes. Of it. Like, uh, yes. Yes. <sighs> it's not all yes. on my shoulders or my heart. It's like, okay. And also it was a confirmation that, uh, Ab, in a way, there was just an overwhelming confirmation that a thousand percent we we're stepping into new mythology era and a whole new era of mythology. Um, it cannot be understated. And um, I guess I just feel blessed to have a vision for what to do with this podcast and uh, connected artworks. Let's just say that. Uh, wow, I don't even see a ceiling, really. There's so there's so much space. <laughs> Mm-hmm. there's so much space to transform because um, we're you know I think one thing that should be clarified for people and one thing I was lacking for a while as I was resisting the matrix the last few years right like I didn't have the model of what I was saying yes to for most of the last three years you know it was like oh fight the matrix what am I saying yes to <laughs> and it's you know I would say new earth is one way to put it um, just to kind of pair with the matrix, it's not, if it's not a matrix, then, then we're in a field that's a helix or something that's, that supports healing. Right. So mm, I, think I love that. So that's a way to, uh, to think about this. I, I think, you know, maybe hopefully for a lot of people as they wake up and I don't know if this will be the path, I think there will be a lot of shock as exhibited in the matrix film. Right. <sighs> I'm a human battery, whatever. Like there's some shock naturally, but like, I want to just kind of encourage people that when you leave, when you ultimately leave the fear matrix, or as I like to call it, the SAMO 3D matrix, right? Um, where, you know, ultimately one evil corporation <laughs> at the top of a pyramid has uh, been mind controlling uh, everybody and all the governments and all of society in a nutshell, right? Uh, w- as we clear that away, um, we can have real healing, you know, we don't have constant programming going against our own divine natures and uh, trying to sabotage, you know, us through food, air, water, every direction, essentially. So 
There's a helix there is what I'm trying to say. There is a incredible divine matrix that, you know, some, a lot of us have been seeing through numbers, frankly, and, and it's been guiding, guiding the way. So I, uh, is this, a, maybe this is a good time to kind of just honor the, uh, really kind of where we are today in terms of some numbers, right? Uh, you were really the first one to uh, wish me a happy uh, day out of time just uh, two days ago on it was July 25 mm-hmm. is the uh, is officially uh, honored as the what's called the day out of time in the 1328 um, or the 1320 moon calendar, which is an alternative to uh, the matrix calendar <laughs> or the Gregorian calendar, if you will. So, you know, a lot of people aren't don't really have uh you know, a lot of experience considering uh, multiple calendars, right? The the Gregorian 12-month calendar is just what we've been living on our whole lives. So for me, I've found the the awareness of another calendar pretty inspiring, uh, mm-hmm. moving towards, you know, natural harmonic frequency and consistency. So it just ended up being, you know, I was really prepping to launch this podcast on the day out of time and decided to move forward with it on the first day of the new uh you know, lunar year, um, which was, uh, July 26th Gregorian. So, uh, just, just had to call that out as part of the, uh, truly divine synchronization that I, maybe you could plan, but, uh, you know, I didn't exactly plan it that way. And, um, I had spent some time the night before reading, uh, one of my other favorite little books, uh, manifesto for the new sphere by Jose Arguelles. And, uh, you know, maybe I can link to some of the stories that he had in terms of uh, certain discoveries that were made in just such incredible synchronicity. You can't just make it up down to the, down to the day, you know, in terms of the math on both sides. And so anyways, here we are. Um, what is the Noah sphere? The, uh, yeah, new sphere, Noah sphere. Great question. He, he describes, I'll try to describe it in a nutshell, this transition from being just a biosphere to the, you know, and he goes into some degree of science about this. Uh, the new sphere is sort of the sort of the mental sheath around the earth. Like it kind of represents this mental intelligence field um, that ultimately I think will be, um, you know, commu- communicating in all, all kinds of uh, <laughs> telepathically. It, uh, yeah. Telepathically. So yeah, it's sort of this mental intelligence field that connects us is one way to put it. So, um, and he describes this transition and you know he he calls out a uh, 911 as a significant event triggering the uh, the end of the artificial time and uh i've got no doubt about it that that we i mean we just kind of, we're kind of living proof in a way right it and there's so many others so uh we <laughs> here we are 2023 gregorian and um i really i'm going to do my part I, in fact i started uh, i think i shared a message to folks on the new year's eve this last year just not feeling it at all. <laughs> That's not my new year anymore. My new year is going to be in the spring, you know, when we're rising and, um, you know, maybe we'll just be syncing up more properly with the law of time.org folks, uh, who have, uh, who are carrying on, you know, the torch of this work. Um, so, uh, we'll see what comes of that, but, uh, I'll be doing my part to honor the, uh, the 28 day frequency. For yeah. those out there who've never heard, twenty-eight times thirteen is three sixty-four. So you have, uh, you know, one day off of a perfect solar uh, 
solar year. So the day out of time is to the synchronize with time. that. So um, yeah. you've, got, you've got your 13 moons every single year with one day at a time. And um, so for me, it just worked out perfectly to launch the podcast on the first day perfect. of the lunar year. So perfect. It's perfect. And it's coming from your joy. You know, it's coming from your inspiration. It's coming from your genius. It's coming from your 10,000 hours. And that's what's so cool. Heather and I often talk about, you know, that we're, we're two kids just playing in the Garden of Eden. We're just two kids. We're not trying to be clever. You know, I've heard it said, sell your cleverness and purchase bewilderment. You know, what brings wonder? What brings joy? What brings creativity? What brings play? You know, and having this conversation with you today is just play. It's just what we enjoy. You know, our prayer is that this conversation has touched something inside you. You may look at us, and I've said it before, those guys have lost their mind. <laughs> yeah, I've lost my mind, the mind that's connected to the matrix, and I've connected to yeah. my heart, the great central sun right here, where all intelligence is, where when I tap into that, you know, because with this, this gathers knowledge and puts things in boxes and tries to figure things out and... I only see in part and know in part, just like you all. And, um, but it's, it's an invitation for us to play, you know, and, and God will do the rest. You know, the one thing I can keep hearing is when I was in, in the hospital, 10 days isolated at a time where I was facing my own demise of this, you know, wanting to get out of here, as I shared, you know, and I had and at a time where this, you know, it's, I won't go into all the nuances, but what I did, I was reading the Gene Keys and Gene Key 5 came into my awareness. We were at that Gene Key 5 and it was just talking about there comes times where things happen in our life or it seems like it's the worst, right? It just seems like, but it's something else is happening and can you trust? And that's, I think we go back to March 22. Can you trust in all the chaos, right? Chaos and order, they go hand in hand. You know, if the butterfly could freak out in the chrysalis, you know, oh well, my God, I'm losing all these legs. I'm losing this whole, I'm losing everything I know. But you don't know what you're becoming. You don't know what's yet to come. But there's some divine plan. There's some divine impulse. There's some evolutionary oomph that is, that is calling us forth. Is taking away what no longer serves us. And we're going to be reacclimated like the butterfly hanging from the chrysalis when we pop out for a good few days. We're not going to know. We're just going to have to rest and trust that we're going to be a new creation. We're going to be a new earth. We're going to be, we are rethinking everything. We're rethinking how we do economy. How do we do finance, you know, education, how we do health, how we do community, how we do governance. And it's, it's a time of, of recasting. I love how you say that we're recasting. Um, and so it's, 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 it's going to take time and space to do it, but we have to trust and we've got to keep our eye focused and remember that there is something moving through us as us, mm. and it's going to come through our heart. It's not going to come through our cleverness and our mind. It's going to come through our heart and connecting heart to heart with each other. Um, Again, it's like the 11-11 when it came in my life and to help me remember that it, I knew when I was going to church at the time that it was, I could feel as a child, there was something off in the world. 
And I felt Jesus was the answer. And I do believe the way of Christ is the answer. I do believe that full heartedly, you know, that we need to remember that we are, we are citizens of the kingdom of God. We are citizens of an amazing kingdom and let's act like it. Let's walk like it. Let's talk like it and not apologize and not settle for slavery. You know, we are not slaves. We are Amen not slaves, man. We are God's sovereign beings. Amen to that. I think, um, I think, you you know, I, I made a post on Instagram and Twitter recently where I uh, officially withdrew my consent from corrupt, belligerent uh, governments. <laughs> just, I don't know if you saw that one. And uh, it was Tom Numbers who kind of got me on that. I saw it and I was like, yeah, I'm doing it too. And so we, you know, changed my profile picture. And so that's my profile picture right now, Instagram and Twitter. You know, I removed my consent from mm. corrupt, belligerent, criminal governments. Mm. I, uh, I will not comply. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, you know, just to touch on the slate and that's been oh. vibrant, you know, you have to, the words are powerful. So, you know, I said it on, on film and um, put it out there and it's just kind of an interesting uh, contrast, right? I think the moment we're in where it's, you know, I can say that and it's not really, I don't really think of it as resistance. I'm just kind of taking what's mine, you know, my consent. And uh, I'm going to be doing new things with it, right? <laughs> We're recasting. And uh, you're reclaiming. You're reclaiming. Yeah, we're reclaiming our sovereignty. Let's just spit that out. We're reclaiming our from slavery to sovereignty. And we just have, like, I think with that word, even for myself, it's like, well, what's sovereignty? Like, it, it's been, the situation has been dire. <laughs> we just know slavery. I think maybe a lot of people are still coming into this understanding. Sovereignty is something, you know, it's very aspirational and we're, we got to move towards it. Right. And starts, I think, by withdrawing our consent to corrupt criminal belligerent governments and systems that, you know, would seek to enslave us. And uh, so with that being said, I think it's interesting that here, um, you know, we, we have the, uh, the kindlings of a 2024 election cycle uh, already. Right. And, uh, so, you know, I don't mind saying on this, of, co of course, I believe, I, I know, I don't even believe, I know agnostically that the elections are stolen and not just 2020, many before that, right? It's like, mm -hmm. a, to me, deep in my bones. It's been so, corrupt for a uh, long time, yeah. <laughs> a very long time. And just to thousands of years, let's just put it that way, thousands of years. I don't know how many thousand, I've heard 8,000, whatever, thousands of years in this kind of matrix container programming us and so anyway so i don't believe i don't believe our votes have uh, have had a, the effect that we're looking to have in terms of um you know electing our politicians so it was interesting for me to uh you know to have uh, one of the presidential candidates in my address book right and here he, and it's someone that you and i both uh <laughs> have supported prior to this presidential run, you know, we're talking about Robert F. Kennedy and, uh, yes, what, what, he what? has, yeah, he's been on fire. Right. So, you know, just context for everybody. I reached out to him in 2020, just offering him some, you know, volunteer graphic design support. Cause he had some stuff coming up on his Instagram that could use a, that used could use some improvement. So within five minutes, he took me up on it. Next thing I know, I'm talking to Robert Kennedy 
did some illustrations for him that were on his Instagram. And then uh, ended up doing a video. That was kind of the highlight for me of 2020, collaborating with Robert F. Kennedy mm-hmm. to, to, to just pay, to show big Bill Gates as big brother of 1984. And I, you know, it was unforgettable for me here in Kennedy. You know, when it came to the end, it was about maybe a week and a half process of iterations. And he was pretty involved. He'd given me the quote to put at the beginning. He'd given me some footage. Most of it I didn't need, you know, Bill Gates talking. And so we just did the one video of Bill Gates. He said it like 20 times or something in just a short clip. And uh, anyhow, point being that that was my highlight of 2020. So here we are. He's running for president in 2024 on the Democratic ticket. And and at first I wasn't, and I, it's already kind of evolved for me from the first moment we kind of learned. It was like, oh, this is interesting. You know, how much of a chance does he have? And I wasn't sure. I was very much not knowing. I would say since then, I've grown like loads of confidence that uh, he's he's the right person to lead this country. Um, so... I know you feel similar. I want to let you speak to that, but I'll just say like, for me, it's not just voting, right? So if, if we want to install a real leader in this country, we have to uh, kind of rise to the occasion and uh, figure out how to do this. Um, knowing that our, that our election systems are deeply corrupted. So uh, there's a pretty open-ended question there. What do we do? But uh, mm, yeah. mm. well, first of all, for those that are listening, you know, I don't know where you land with Robert Kennedy Jr., but I invite you to listen to him. And if you're if you're just going on hearsay, if you're just going on, you know, I read this article, I heard he's anti-vaxxer, I, you know, he's crazy, he's one of the dangerous dozen, you know, he's a whack job, even his own family doesn't you know, support him, which he always goes, anybody else in your family disagree with you? <laughs> like, you know, like it's crazy that, that they use that as a talking point. Like the Holy Kennedys, not everybody in the Kennedy family agrees with you. And some do, some don't just like any of our old families. But, you know, I, I just, I am so excited that he's in the conversation that he's oh. in our awareness, that he is going boldly. I mean, he has been censored and censored and censored, and he's resilient. I mean, the guy is just like, he emanates leadership. He emanates. I mean, he looks strong, virile. He loves he his wife. I mean, he's yoked. You know, he's a family man, and he's, he's, he's for the people. He is for the people. And here's what I know. Like I, I've been a fan of him forever and just, you know, I wasn't around when JFK was shot, but I can feel in the Akash, I can feel in the collective that, that it wasn't just a sucker punch. It was like somebody took our guts right out of us and Camelot fell mm-hmm. and a, a really nefarious part of humanity. Can we just say that oh. that was 11 11- uh, 1122, 1122. Yeah. 1963. Right. I believe it was, you know, in Texas and, you know, Kennedy came out or RFK came out and said, look, it was a CIA. I mean, we know it's like, once you under, once you uncover and you start seeing the dismantling of, of the powers that, that were, you know, you start seeing, Oh, you know, you thought you had King of the Hill there for a second. You, you, you thought you had power, but the dismantling of it is happening. And I truly believe, 
you know, and it's interesting. Yeah. 11, 22, those are all 11s, right? And it's all by design. There's somehow a divine design happening here. And I truly believe that, that Bobby is, is part of God's plan. It's all part and parcel. And I think, and I've heard, I'm watching many podcasts with Joe Rogan, Aubrey Marcus, uh, Jordan Peterson. Those are like three. Watch those interviews with Jordan Peterson, Aubrey Marcus, and um, Joe Rogan, Rogan. and Del Bigtree. Like if you listen to these, you know, I think it was Del Bigtree. I could be mistaken. But those three, Del, um, Aubrey Marcus, Joe Rogan, and Jordan Peterson. Watch those interviews. Find those and listen to him. And you feel him. It's not about any agenda. You just feel, if you really quiet your mind, you'll feel this man's heart. And we as a people, whether we vote him in and at the ballots, I, 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 I'm right there with you. I don't think that's the power. But the power is in the collective consciousness. If, if, if and when he becomes president, it's because we as a human race have achieved some level of consciousness that's allowed mm -hmm. that to be so. Precisely. You know, Precisely. and so what can we do? Give him our attention. Listen to what he's saying. You know, really feel him. Not just hear him, but just feel him. And it's okay if you disagree on abortion rights or you disagree on, you know, he's coming from a really bridge place. We've talked about this. He's the great unifier. Mm -hmm. And we as a country need unifying more than anything. And we need to, we've, yeah. we've talked this, you know, you're part of the men's group that I lead on Tuesday nights. We talked about we can't dehumanize another. We just really got to stop. And he's not anti anything. Like he'll say, like, I'm not going against anything. I'm for something. Mm. You know, he's doing brilliantly. I've just loved watching him uh, throughout this whole campaign. He is a great unifier. So I just want to echo that. Um, that's what that's exactly what I'm seeing. And, um, you know, and I'm, I've not been a Trump hater. I'm willing to say that. And I've just, you know, at times I've kind of felt supportive of Trump in the past. At other times, I just withdrawn. To, to not know, to not know really what's what's going on in the show. Um, but I think something, you know, when I look at those two, you know, Trump does appear to be more of a divider, where RFK, in contrast, is a uniter figure. And that's my, you know, I, I'm willing to change that perspective if anything updates in my world, but that's what I see. And I'm um, craving unity. And um, so yeah, I absolutely do see uh, Robert Kennedy as, as part of the divine plan now, and I, and I want to make it clear. I say that as somebody who um, has heavy anarchist uh, <laughs> blood throwing through me, and I don't mean anarchy in the way that people have been, you know, programmed to to think that it is. It simply means uh, without evil rulers. To me, is what, yeah. um, and it and it and it does not mean chaos. You know, we, we're talking about this helix here, this divine synchronization through numbers. Ultimately, um, we can we can have a very organized society. In fact, it's it's almost inevitably going to be prof just twenty eight times better organized, at least mm. when when we don't have uh, you know controllers on top of the pyramid inverting everything. So it'll just naturally or self organize better as we as we as those kind of evil spirits. Uh, can no longer handle our vibrations ultimately. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and I want to, I want to spot this because I think this is what I loved about him. And that's, this goes for all of us. You know, Robert talks about his own, his own weaknesses. He, he leads with his weakness. 
you know, he is a, a recovering alcoholic. He's, he's been in AA. The 12 step program has saved his life and he can't go without meditating. He can't go without doing his spiritual practice. And never before we've we seen a candidate talk about that, that, that we need to go to a, a source. We need to go. And he calls it love. Like he calls like the greatest fear we have is fear itself. Like he talks about like, we can't, we can't let fear guide our conversation. You know, I, for a season, couldn't even say Trump's name. I called him 45. I wouldn't even say his name. And then I came to a place going, you know what? He's the disruptor. He is the disruptor that is here for now. I, he's the Trump sounding in book of revelation. It is happening. Mm. It is time. He is part of God's plan. <laughs> you know, he is that wrecking ball. Absolutely. And now that it's all wrecked and dismantled, now it's time to bring the pieces together in a way that's loving and supportive. And it's we, the people. And, but we have to look at ourselves. We can't look it out there and, and, and resist all the powers that be. We got to say yes to the powers within us and the powers of love within us is alive and active if we give it attention and intention. Um, and I think if we continue to do that individually and collectively, you know, in increasing measure, and that's what we put our focus on, we're going to watch Camelot restored. You know, I feel the same way. And, you know, some people call it law of attraction, but I, you know, I feel myself clicking into gear. Um, not really find myself not worried. Can't bother myself to be worried about the broken, you know, election system, right? Like it's just knowing, knowing what we're going after and what we're going to do and seeing it. And, um, you know, I know you mentioned Aubrey Marcus, I, you know, he had, he had a profound vision of Kennedy winning. It was very real. And you could like taste it, touch it, smell it, feel it. And it was a, you know, big vision for him. And, uh, and I've definitely been growing into that as well. And um, so, yeah, on that note, you know, I've already kind of told people that I, that I'm unofficially working on a uh, NFT campaign for, you know, Robert Kennedy. And I do mean unofficial. Uh, I believe that there's a tremendous opportunity to, to help fundraise for his campaign through uh, cryptocurrency and Web3 tactics and strategies, let's say. And um and it's something that's never been done before. So, you know, I'm holding space for um, for this possibility to help install him in a powerful way. I don't I don't have controls of the wheel, but you know, I did. I was trying to catch up with Robert's uh, you know impressive bench press. <laughs> so literally, I mean, I don't know if you ever, you know yeah, he's, uh, on on his Instagram pumping iron shirtless, and so I'm like, I can't let this 69 year old be pumping more iron than me. So I was in the gym pumping iron on a bench press and uh, between sets, I just was struck with inspiration to, you know, to text him and say, this is what I want to do for you. And uh, I thought that we could raise, I just said over a million dollars for his campaign through an NFT campaign. And so he said he would connect me with, uh, I won't name them, but someone on his uh, team. So I haven't been connected with her just yet, but um, I'm, this recast really is, it's my own initiation to, to get going in a permissionless way. Right. So, um, I'm recasting the reality that, uh, that I see in my, in my vision and we're going to make it happen. So, uh, I don't think we'll dive all the way into the details of what I'm doing with 28 X and, uh, and crypto, but I guess I will just say officially, you know, you're part of the team. Uh, we made that official prior to the call um, mm -hmm. of this first, uh, you know, I'll be launching a series of artworks um, that kind of are going to be uh, parallel to the topics we're 
you know, that we're going to be discussing. They're called currents. So I'll be calling them recurrents. And uh, that's the artwork that will be that's somewhat, I, I should say, in the uh, a recurrence on um, something that Robert Rauschenberg did in the uh, in the 60s during the JFK era um, that I feel is very much coming online again today. So Robert, in fact, I own a Robert Rauschenberg current piece. He was my favorite artist. And I'm blessed to hold a piece of his that I painted a JFK on. <laughs> and uh, it feels relevant again. So we're, we're going to do some recurrence. And you are very much a part of uh, re, the recurrent um, series one, basically. The wow. RE28X1, which will be a 28-piece set. So, um, yeah, you'll be you're in the mix it, on the smart contract and in, uh, in the artwork. So, you know, just thanks for being a partner on the team. It's nice to have a team for him, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm so grateful. And and it's like we're stepping in, like we talk about, and I hear you and, and my son-in-law, Taylor, talk a lot about Web3. Like we're, we're ushering in a new world. We're ushering in a new way. And if you're not familiar with Web3 and how you engage, I mean, AI is here, how we engage in this new virtual digital world, you know, embrace it, learn to navigate through it because it's here and stay in your sovereignty, stay in your discernment. But, you know, let love guide you, let light guide you. And I know that this love and light, and I truly mean that, not in the cheesy new agey way, but love and light guided this conversation, guided this contract, guided this this way of, of engaging in, in, in today and, 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 and that surrender, you know, like I heard Joe Dispenza say something, Dr. Joe Dispenza, and I, I want to presence it here. He said that, um, the best way to predict your future is to create it, not from the known, but from the unknown. And when you and I get comfortable in the place of the unknown, that's where the magic happens and it never happens in the known. And I love that. We talked about getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, like being comfortable in the unknown, not needing to know it all. Like, I don't know how all NFTs work. I don't know how the smart contracts, but what I do know, and this is what we were talking about in 322, love called this forth and love never fails and love always provides love always protects. And that we can know. So when that yes, that full bodied yes, that like, it's a yes. It's a yes to this conversation. It's a yes to this contract. It's a yes. You know, I, I created a MetaMask wallet for the first time today, everybody. I didn't know what I was doing. I was like, oh, that was easy. That was easy. And now I can receive because I said yes to something I didn't know. I didn't know I could do it. You don't know what you don't know yet. And so just keep saying yes to what's in front of you and watch what happens. And I'm excited about this journey for you. I believe in you, Matthew. I believe in, in your intentionality. And I just hold this container with you in my knowing that as you are lit by your excitement, by your enthusiasm, by your inspiration, it cannot fail. It will do what it's going to do and it will touch, it will bring, it will attract and you know, may this, this recast, you know, touch many and inspire many and get the NFTs, get them, buy them, have it and tune into what, what Matthew's doing with, you know, what we're, what we're, what we're, what we're speaking into creation. You know, magicians know how to speak and spell their life.
and by the power of our word, it is done. Amen to that. I appreciate that, Jason. You know, um, I don't mind stating now, so the, the date we'll be targeting for this uh, NFT drop for this first, uh, you know, uh, recurrence is uh, August 22, turns out. Mm. So that's, uh, mm. I, wanted, I wanted to honor the, the close of um, the first uh, moon on the moon calendar. So um, we're going to have 28 pieces of, uh, of uh, art for this first series, you know, uh, kind of, we'll see how we conduct it, but it'll probably be revealed or, or dropped on that day. So um I'll just share that. So get your Ethereum ready, everybody. We're yeah. gonna, uh, Ethereum blockchain on the, one of the best, most distinguished platforms. Uh, we're just going big because I'm, I'm creating stuff that I truly believe in. So uh, I, I don't mind saying I had one of the most creatively fulfilling days uh, yesterday that I've ever had, you know, in, the, in my AM session in preparation for this. And um, it's just ex- really a kind of day that I want to repeat in a lot of ways. So um I'll be scheduling the time to uh, to recast. <laughs> with uh, we'll be doing a future episode, I imagine. Uh, we'll have to circle back to more about the gene keys. I know you mentioned it in the show. There's a whole another powerful uh, numerical set there to explore. We'll do it on another time. But um, you know, this feels like a pretty good time to uh, to ask you. You know, how, how can people learn more about what you do if they want to say yes to more uh, Jason Michael Powers uh, and what you have to offer? Yeah, thank you, man. I um well you can find me um Jason Michael Powers on the socials on Facebook and Instagram. Um but more importantly, I encourage you to go to thepowersoflove.com. That is that is my passion in this world now. Um is to really, you know, work in relationship. So Heather Grace Powers, my beautiful beloved singer-songwriter, just the grace manifest in herself. Um she and I are our relationship guides, relationship coaches, you know, um, but I work with men individually, you know, for those, an awakening guide of sorts, you know, when you're having the breakdown and you're wondering what in the world's going on, you're getting unplugged, you know, reach out and, um, you know, I can help guide you and coach you through the dismantling and the, the awakening that's happening for you. And in kind of like a, not a death doula, but a birth doula, you know, you're having a rebirth. And so you have somebody there to kind of assist you. So any of those portals, the powers of love, you can find us on Facebook and, um, you know, we're, uh, we're excited about what we're doing. We're, we're here at a, at a time to help relationships be restored, to reconnect, to resource themselves with the source of love itself and mm-hmm. the powers of love. That's, you know, when Jimi Hendrix said, when, the power of love overcomes the love of power will have peace on earth and that is my piece of peace on earth is to help relationships awaken the power of love within themselves and their relationship because that's the smallest form of governance how we do relationship is how we do everything and uh, please reach out we got some great you know a breakthrough session that can happen and, and if you mention this podcast you mention this recast you know you'll get a good discount on it and just uh, schedule a call and we'll let you know what that is. Wow. Well, thank you, Jason. Um, yeah, go check out Powers of Love, everybody. You know what? I think we'll do uh, closing out. Uh, we did prep. Uh, I've got a video of Heather, your wife, Heather. Mm. Uh, what's, tell me the name of the song again. Oh, thank you, man. It's called Remember, and it's in parentheses, Star. <sighs> Remember. And so, the star uh, is uh, stands for, in the song, you'll hear us say, Surrender 
trust, allow, and remember. Surrender, trust, allow, and remember. And so what we're remembering is we're starborn. We are star kindred. We come from star stuff, you know, and that's what this, I was born through the Sirius gateway, you know, and uh, the great galactic new year is very connected to Sirius. It's connected to the star. So the star beings, the star nation, the star beings that we are, remember that we are star beings. We are, we are mighty powerful beings more than we can imagine. So that song, I, I think will uh, just open your heart and hear her because you will, uh, you'll be served by that. I trust that. Amen to that. Uh, so I will play the song. Um, so that we'll wrap it up here. And for anyone wanting to find more of the recast, we'll be at uh, mjl.re. Just secured that uh, domain today. So mjl.re is how you can find more of the recast. And uh, without further ado, let's let's tune into Heather's song, um, Remember. So I'm going to boot that up. Oh, sorry. First, I got a screen share. Are you seeing uh, seeing what I got going here, Jason? Mm-hmm. Let's take a deep breath together. So here we are together in this one co-created experience and with all the things going on outside in the world that would tempt us to be confused and, and downtrodden and depressed, I invite us in this moment to come to the temple. Come to the temple in yourself and let's reside uniquely in our own expression, but together in the one heart knowing that love wants to have its way with us here today in so many ways. Come to the temple, bathe in the presence of love. The go of the warrior, lay down your soul. Surrender. 
Right there. She was a company. Yes, yeah, give her some love and appreciation. Heather Powers. Right. She was accompanied by the. Thank you for playing that. I mean, that sums up everything we've been talking about, as she does so beautifully with music, and it just brings tears to my eyes because, you know, we're in a big giant game of peekaboo. Do you remember who you are in this sea? of samsara, as it's been called in the Hindu faith. And uh, can we remember who we are in this time of transition? And when we remember who we are collectively, not only will we have a man like RFK as our president, but America will be restored. In America, what happens here is important. What happens here in this country for the rest of the planet? Um, there's a divine vision that's been given to us to be God-sovereign free beings. And when we remember that we are that, so much, so much good is coming. So thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. <clears throat> Namaste love you, man. for joining and uh, <clears throat> love you too. We'll look forward to having you back on the recast. Some yeah, days. let's have Heather and I back. We'll talk about reunion. Bingo. Love it. Thanks so much, Jason. We'll uh, catch you next time, buddy. All right, man.